Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. He konai purangi te nei na te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Kia ora, or as they say in Australia, hello. I'm James Nikise, uh, this is Saab Chow, and welcome to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower bonus episode. Uh, this is where clinical psychologist Saab Chow tries to answer my questions that I've got on mental health and um, give us some practical uh, answers for uh, how we can deal with it. So I want to talk to you about um, addiction. Uh, mm. so, and I'm an alcoholic, uh, and one of the things I've discovered from talking to other alcoholics uh, is that most of them knew, but I didn't know. Mm. And so I'm, I'm sort of curious, how do you know if, you've have, if you have a problem? Okay. So one of the things is actually getting feedback, right? So when other people tell you that they're noticing things about you, but it's really difficult, right? If you're living in a society where kind of alcohol use is accepted, encouraged, even rewarded, then how do you get a kind of gauge on whether your use of alcohol is problematic or not? So there are some screening tools out there, but they tend to focus on three things. The first one is that you feel like you have to have a drink, mm -hmm. okay? The second one is that when you do drink, you can't control how much you drink, mm -hmm. okay? One tends to lead to another and then another. And the third one is that you feel bad when you don't drink, okay? Now that could be physiologically bad in terms of like actually you feel like you're getting, you know, the, the withdrawal symptoms mm -hmm. from not drinking or psychologically craving it so badly that you kind of have to go out and get a drink and satisfy that urge, that craving. Because we normally associate that kind of craving with smoking, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, but it's interesting because um, actually it's all kinds of physiological uh, dependencies that we may have. But it's not just the physiological dependency, it's... You know, alcohol is so much used as a social lubricant in our society is that often people feel like they can't function in social situations unless they've got a beer or a wine or whatever it is in their hand. And it feels like a prop to the point where they feel like they can't actually do it without it. Um, you know, and it extends out to other bits of our lives, right? So if you have a problem with alcohol, it actually depresses your whole physiological symptom uh, system, um, alcohol. So you can feel quite lethargic. Um, feel like um, you know everything just feels like a real drudge unless you have a drink and that kind of livens you back up again which is kind of like um, uh, taking care of that physiological dependence. Yeah, the metaphor they always use is like uh, trying to work with a wet blanket on top of you and then you oh, have the drink yeah. and it just kind of falls away and suddenly, ha ah, here you yeah. go. But then also, you know, when, um, people who talk about this can feel like they only really come alive when they drink. Right, you know that's the it's the um, it's the social tool, it's the psychological addiction as well as the physiology. It's like actually that's what they feel like they need in order to come alive. The other thing I want to ask you about is when you're an adult and you've been bullied as a child, because we hear so many stories mm -hmm. where you know there's people getting bullied all the time, but I don't think we really talk about the effects that happens from when you're bullied as a child to when you become an adult. Yeah, what can happen? Yeah, you know, the, uh, there's new research coming out on this all the time, uh, and it looks like the impacts of that psychologically, but also physically as well, are quite long-lasting. 
Um, so we can actually have poorer health as a result of childhood bullying. Uh, and often adults who've experienced childhood bullying on the receiving end of it can feel like they're trying to figure out why right. the whole time. They're ruminating and trying to come up with an explanation. You know, maybe it was because I was too big or maybe it was because I spoke funny or I wore silly glasses as far as they were concerned. Um, you know, they spend a lot of time thinking about that. And of course, if you're thinking about one thing, you're not spending the time thinking about the things that you want to think about, if you see what I mean. So it takes up a lot of your mental space. And so one of the things that you can do, or people want to try and do, is they want to try and meet some kind of resolution with that. And so often they'll say, well, you know, if only I could talk to the bully and make them know how I felt as a result, and maybe they would admit that they'd done wrong. Unfortunately, that takes two parties to come to that party uh, in order for you to get that resolution, which is pretty rare. So often the place to work this out is with a therapist, right. uh, with a trusted friend. Well, some people have found benefit in writing a letter okay. to the bully, describing what it is that happened, what it is you felt, what it is that you'd like to do um, as an adult in order to bring this to a close in your life, but don't email it. Right. And don't send it. That's for you and your processing because actually sending that out may not get the resolution that you want. Is there, is there something that the mind does when you write something out? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that says that actually what we need is structure. All this stuff is pinging around in our heads because it's kind of unstructured and it, your mind is a problem-solving machine that says this stuff from your past hasn't been resolved yet. You need to get it in order or else I'm going to keep popping out reminding you that this thing happened. So by writing it out and by creating a narrative around it, you start to create a structure so your brain doesn't have to go, oh, this thing, reminding you about it again because you put it in its place. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just about you know, the experience of bullying, but that's why we see that writing about key events that perhaps weren't so great for us in our lives because our minds are constantly trying to solve problems, if we find a place for those problems that aren't in our heads, mm. we can externalize them on a piece of paper or an app or whatever it is on our computers. It's not constantly coming back and bothering us, leaving us free to do other things. Uh, Sab Jahal, thank you very much for answering my questions. Uh, this has been Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower Extra Podcast. You can catch the main podcast on RNZ National uh, or you can catch it on uh, RNZ Podcast or on iTunes as well. This podcast is made possible by the RNZ New Zealand On Air Innovation Fund. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.